This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta nahi chhodte. Welcome to yet another episode of Hafta from a cold and damp and wet Delhi which is quite nice actually. We have lots to discuss. This week was news wise a very hectic week which has been the pattern in the last several weeks but this time especially so and we shall come to why. but before we go over what all we will discuss and what made the news and what didn't and what should have and maybe not should have i would like to urge our listeners to pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers are served and i've never been as certain of it as i am now because i just recently attended two conferences which are talking about revenue models and policy and no matter what size of organization other than times of india everybody is struggling So unless you the people who consume news and value news and truth pay journalism will die so please do remember that and also we have a new series antim adhyay ayodhya ka our executive editor atul chorasia traveled to ayodhya he spent four or five days there with our producer kartik who incidentally will be leaving us this is last podcast farewell kartik you have done many a hafta so um and they have come back with some phenomenal interviews from people from the vhp leaders from the ram janmabhoomi nyas then mohi akhada the all india personal law board and the ram lalla virajman so check the series out uh, i'm sure you will enjoy it some of these interviews will be behind the paywall now that that's out of the way uh, let me introduce our panel uh, joining us in delhi for a change is samrat those of you who've seen our stuff uh, samrat has written many pieces for us he has reported for us from for, in fact during the election as well he has been on the hafta but usually he's on the hafta from somewhere else usually from assam or shillong or bengal or wherever he's traveling but today he's in our studio so hi samrat welcome thanks thank you uh, for those of you who would like to familiarize yourself with him he's a author and journalist He's a former editor of daily newspapers in India's major metros Delhi, Mumbai and Bangalore. He writes for us regularly. His first novel The Urban Jungle was published by Penguin in 2011. Some of his literary essays and short stories have appeared in translation in German, Spanish, Italian and Portuguese. Very impressive. Thank I you. didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. So but why German, Spanish, Italian, Portuguese? I think somehow it happened. I mean it's not like I had a choice in the matter. Right. <laughs> I'd be very happy if it was also published in Chinese for example. <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah is one of the more difficult languages. Not that I know any of these either, but at least I eat pizza. But then I also eat Chinese food, okay? I'm not making any sense. His latest publication is an edited anthology titled Inside Outsider. on this issue with relations with relation to northeast india he is one of two editors what's this about inside when is it due uh, it's out it's oh it's out okay it's out it's about uh, the insider outsider issue in northeast india issues of belonging and identity i see and you have relaunched east wind it's an independent quarterly for the northeast in collaboration with its founder oh that's great I'm Thank so you. glad people are also launching and relaunching things rather than just shutting stuff down. Yeah. He's co-founder member of the editorial board of Partition Studies Quarterly, a new online journal focused on the forgotten cause and experiences of the partition of India and its northeast. You have won the Asian Leadership Fellow from India at the International House of Japan in Tokyo in 2018 and a Chevening Scholar at the University of Westminster London. That was This earlier year. this year and but you were going there just before you yeah, yeah. filed a few reports for us from Bengal right yeah. Bengal and Assam and Assam right yeah, yeah, yeah. so um and we have mehraj 
Hello. our in-house team of Mehraj and Manisha. Hello. And joining us on the phone after a long time from Patna is Anand Vardhan. Hi, Anand. Hello, hello. So, um, Manisha, could you just go over the headlines? What is it that kept us occupied in the news yeah, world? Yeah, the Citizenship Amendment Bill was all over the news this week. It was passed in the Lok Sabha, then passed in the Rajya Sabha. It's finally got the President's assent and is now an act. Shiv Sena boycotted uh, the voting in Rajya Sabha, interestingly. There was some confusion about whether they're going to vote for it, they're going to vote against it, and finally they just left the house. <laughs> Since the bill has been cleared, there's been massive protests in Assam, in Tripura, in uh, Shillong also we're hearing. Uh, majorly students' organizations have called for an 11-hour shutdown. There have been Internet has been snapped in these areas also. Two I, people died in Assam. Yeah, two people have died in Assam also. And I think these are unconfirmed news, but there has been some casualty in Tripura also. But we can't confirm it. I mean, these are reports that are coming in, but no one officially has yet... Hmm. Uh, said so. Meanwhile, in Delhi too, there were protests. Uh, students of the Jamia Milia Samia uh, were protesting all night. Yesterday, they also blocked the roads there. There were massive rallies in Calcutta too. So this is this pretty much dominated news. And then uh, Prashant Kishore of the JDU was quite upset that uh, JDU voted in favor. So there's been some sort of an open sort of a war also in the party. Meanwhile, we've had uh, chief ministers like Amrinder Singh and the Kerala chief minister saying that we're not going to implement the citizenship bill in our states. There was also the devastating Delhi Anaj Mandi fire where close to 43 people died. Some of these were children. Um, we have a fantastic report on this, so you should read we upon that. We two reports on this, in fact, didn't we? Yeah. We yeah. have multiple reports, but this is a new report by uh, Anomeha. Anu, we have another it's new one. It's a really yeah. heartbreaking story of people and who are affected by it. It details yeah. exactly what those working conditions were for and people. And in fact, there. Raman sir was telling me that he's following up with one more that he's working on. Yeah, mm. from Patriot, yeah. yeah. The hearing on Article 317 Supreme Court has been deferred again for over a month. There's also a plea the Supreme Court seeking psychological help for Jammu and Kashmir, children in Jammu and Kashmir. JNU protests are still ongoing, though there have been news about how the central government is brokering some sort of an understanding with the students, but there were again lati charges. I think early this week, they, uh, students went out on a protest march and they were again beaten up by students and students said that these guys are just gundas in uniforms. Then we had the case of much publicized, um, the Nir- Nirbhaya or Jyoti Singh's uh, rape, murder and rapists who are waiting for the president to act on their mercy plea. One of them has claimed that he didn't send a mercy plea and it was sent without his consent. Um, there were some rumors during the rounds that he will be hanged or they will be hanged sometime next week. But apparently that's not possible because the Supreme Court is yet to, or the president is yet to decide on the, the mercy, petition. mercy petition. And and the Hyderabad case, of course, the, the ghastly case that captured much headlines last week. In response to that, Jagan has said that in his state... Uh, within 21 days or 24 days? Investigation within a week and judgment, trial, and judgment within 21 and the, days. And the punishment should also happen within 21 days. I don't know how yeah, that possible that is possible. and is that even legal? Can he do that? I mean, is that possible? There will be no appeal to the High Court because that is surely beyond his and the Supreme Court is beyond his mandate. In fact, I'd like to discuss even the states that say they don't implement CAB. What does that practically mean on the ground? Um, so, and the I was listening to the radio. This entire death penalty for the rapists and this being for blood has become even a talking point for radio jockeys like Ronak who are, in my view, extremely good mimics and extremely dim because their understanding of everything is so ridiculous and just... 
and radio is such a powerful medium and, and just the kind of shit that they talk is quite quite unfortunate and finally um, we had um, NHRC is carrying out its probe in the Hyderabad encounter amid protests and there is a judicial probe also on this uh, this this entire encounter there's a three member inquiry commission and meanwhile the uk election results are out today and boris johnson believe it or not imagine having to choose between him and corbyn people yeah. have clearly chosen boris because at least he had a clear plan no matter how shitty it was and in a most unfortunate development the banaras hindu university professor feroz khan has resigned and now he he will teach in a department that is not related to whatever religion and he arts. He hasn't resigned technically. Basically, he has moved from one department to, to another, another department. one. He'll still teach Sanskrit, but in a but different not department. In, department. Yeah, yeah. in the arts faculty. Yeah. So, uh, on that note, let's start with the biggest news of the week. Samrat. So, uh, you have written on this several pieces for us over the last few years. Yeah. And uh, you had actually kind of said this is an inevitability if... ट Let me just quickly spell it out for you. The Citizen Amendment Bill says that people from the three uh, countries—that's Afghanistan, Bangladesh, and Pakistan—who have come into India on religious persecution will be eligible for Indian citizen citizenship through that Act. And but only non-Muslims. Yeah. Uh, Non-Muslims can also apply for citizenship, like Adnan Sami got, and they keep putting that about. But that is not through this Act. They have a regular different procedure, which may take twelve, fourteen, fifteen years, or not. No, 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 no. It's it's eleven years normally, and these guys are bringing it down for the non-Muslim migrants from Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Bangladesh to, to years. six years. Six years. So <laughs> you're getting a. Five-year shortening of the uh, mandatory period of residency. Yeah, but the biggest problem is not so much the practicability of it because there are several problems of that which Samrat will talk about. The positioning of this bill is very smart. In fact, whether they you can do this anywhere in the country or not and keep people out of Assam is another thing that we'll talk about once they get citizenship. We can't stop them from going somewhere. But I think this is more a messaging thing. It's a it's what they'll. Contest an election on, but the impact on the ground, what it actually does, please, Samrat, tell us. And about the local media, how they cover this, how is it seen over there? I think impact on the ground is is evident already, and uh, so we already know that there's curfew in various parts of Assam, in parts of Meghalaya, for example, Shillong is also under curfew. Really, who would have yeah, thought? Yeah, yeah. And such a there were uh, shops were attacked and. Cars were burnt yesterday in the heart of the city in Shillong, and uh, and why is there such discontent there? What are they scared of, or what are they concerned about? Well, so basically, the the history of politics in the northeast has, for the last since partition, definitely, but maybe even before that, it has been dominated by fear of the outsider, and the outsider over there is primarily the Bengali, but sometimes it can be the Nepali, it can be the Bihari, so. For people elsewhere in India, to give you context, uh, you have a group. You have had groups such as the Shiv Sena, which were primarily son of the soil groups, and at different times they've attacked South Indians, North Indians, Biharis, Muslims. You know, mm. different groups. So similarly, in in the northeast also, there are many such groups, and they make the Shiv Sena look like pussy cats. Okay. 
so so it is this yeah local machis yeah, mohits yeah, island yeah. <laughs> and uh, for those of you um, what the impact has been assam there's an internet sh- shutdown in uh, now apparently in uh, manipur also tripura there's an internet shutdown yeah tripura has a and problem. also uh, there was an airline permit that i spoken about on hafta earlier that is that used to be required for nagaland arunachal pradesh and manipur mizoram no, no, and mizoram now they extending it to manipur so yeah. there will be four states that will require that and, you know, and even meghalaya there is a demand oh really <laughs> it's bound to spread i mean which which state wants to be left out of this uh, wonderful protective regime wow because i remember it was a quite a challenge getting into arunachal and nagaland mm-hmm. but shillong we just drive from guwahati now mm-hmm. that's also mm-hmm. going to become a challenge well i mean they haven't got ilp yet but there is something else which is already in place so so that's the direction it's going the sk- sixth schedule of the no, sixth schedule has always been there for okay. a very long time sixth schedule of the constitution so how does that work different from ilp sixth schedule relates to property rights land rights here it's just entry even areas. if i'm going for two weeks mm-hmm. i need an ilp so uh anand what what is locally is this being discussed in patna bihar and your nitish babu is there a fallout in his party with pawan verma and prashant kishor saying that he should not have voted in favor of the citizen amendment bill like janata dal united did in in rajya sabha i have written a piece on it i hope it would be up by evening hmm. uh, so both mr verma and mr prashant kishor kind of leaders who are there for television appearances or election marketing or strategies but don't have any faith in the ground politics of bihar so mr nidish kumar is cares about what they think so what uh, mr nitesh kumar is uh, perhaps gaining clarity on is that uh, in the last two three elections which includes a lok sabha election and an assembly election the perception of him being with uh, the bjp has contributed to a situation where his vote uh, um, share among the muslim community has uh, come down to around 5 or 6% so uh, if the perception ar- around uh, cab is that it is uh, not inclined towards muslims then he is of the uh, view now that uh, he cannot afford more to be uh, in a situation where he would be uh, backing a, a vote bank which is anyway not going to be there so uh what i i am coming back to the point that i was making that in the last lok sabha elections the gap between the vote percentage of uh, the mahagathbandhan and nda was 28% so um, mr kumar reckons that this is an unassailable lead even if local factors are taken into account in the assembly elections which are due for november 2020 so mm. this is an unassailable lead and he can go without the support of uh, the muslim community and uh, the good governance agenda plus the strong uh, hold of bjp among uh, different sections of voters may keep him uh, in the chief ministerial chair for five more years right. so with this calculation he has for the time being decided to make peace with the nda 
but with Mr. Kumar, you don't you never know. I mean, say he his assessments have a very short self life. Yeah, but for, like... but for the but for the time being, that seems to be how he is seeing the development. Yeah, the RJD and JD did not last very long. But he's yeah, he's like a Mayawati. You never know which way she plays. In fact, Mayawati's MPs also voted yeah, in favor has, of no. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, they walked out. BSP walked out. Also, they, they didn't. They were, I I know one of them didn't land up. There were eight who didn't land up in the Raj Sabha. In fact, yeah. two BJP guys also didn't land up in the Raj Sabha. One Congress person didn't land up in the Raj Sabha. But yeah, I think a BSP MP also didn't land up in the Raj Sabha. But yeah, Meraj. But when it comes to CAB, out of all the coverage you saw, any that stood out for you were explaining the issue or complicating it needlessly. I mean, the best article I've seen so far is Samrat's, which we have just published. Mm. <laughs> Seriously. Mm. I mean, it's a, it basically explains why this is using Arnab Goswami as a peg, mm. why he isn't siding with the BJP on this yeah, issue. Yeah, I was very surprised. He, yeah. Although the Republic Bharat, so I went to see what he was saying. So while he was saying, I cannot back this. You go to Republic Bharat, they're going rara. So he's kind of doing a balancing act, but I should not. No, no, he's know. breaking with the BJP on this issue. And that's very interesting why it's happening. Hmm. That explains why BJP sort of, as Samrat says, why they sort of misread it. Hmm. They didn't get what what is going to happen. And what is happening right now is because of those issues that identity of Assamese and Hindu nationals, which is on a higher plane, which is on a lower plane, which will you choose if there's a conflict between so the two? So basically, their, their ethnic identity supersedes their religious identity. Yeah, That's in basically fact, it. And it's amazing that BJP didn't see this coming because that is the party that's used identity politics to reach where it is today to then completely undermine identity politics of the Northeast. I, I really don't know who their advisors are from there. If it's Subhashtra and people like Rajat Sethi, I'm <laughs> not surprised where they are here because even during the NRC, you had Assamese Muslims supporting it because mm. for them, the problem was never Hindu-Muslim people. It was always Bengali, Bangladeshi people coming in. Mm. Hindu or Muslims and that's what Arnav also says that we don't want Hindu or Muslims entering we want immigrants or outsiders or Bengali I mean depending on who you talk to out while a lot of people who are protesting today in Assam against this bill it's quite fascinating to see that it has this really strong strain of like ethno-nationalism which at one point was happy to persecute people in NRC because there your identity was you know Assamese over Bengali and now you see that same thing coming back to bite you and you're like oh shit we don't really want I mean we're actually against BJP doing all of this so I thought that was quite fascinating I'm I'm very surprised I mean not to brag again but again on News Laundry like Samrat wrote in May 2018 saying 2018 pace saying that Kashmir um, Northeast would burn if they would bring uh, citizenship and why, why were you so certain of this Samrat just if I may ask I mean what is that you got some resentment or hostility while you were there and you thought it could break into full-blown violence like why were you so certain that this would happen in case they did implement CAB or no because I I mean three generations of my family have experienced you know it's 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 not book learning it's just lived reality experience itself so we've seen you know first partition then post partition so for example at partition my grandparents were displaced from what is now Bangladesh mm. and uh, my father moved to uh, what is now Assam. He was in Jorhat in 1960 when the first anti-Bengali riots broke out. Okay. And he had to flee for his life. Okay. And uh, I grew up with the ethnic insurgencies in all around. Ulfa, actually, Ulfa. But, uh, yeah, all of that. Mm. So when I, was, when I used to walk to school in Shillong, my house was not far from the state assembly. 
and the graffiti on the wall of the assembly at that time used to say in big bold letters khasi by blood indian by accident oh i see okay? so, so that was the primary identity so so i am not surprised at all you know i i knew i mean see you can pay people off to sing your tune and they'll they'll take the money and sing the tune but it's very transactional the deal was done i'm not sure that the you know the underlying uh, uh, sentiments have of subnationalism have been necessarily washed away by hindu nationalism okay b- by the way we'll be sending our newest reporter who's just joined us ayan uh, he happens to be from assam so he'll be going there in the next two days and hopefully he'll get us a whole bunch of ground reports so those of you who've actually written in and even on twitter have asked are we sending anyone to assam are we going to be covering this yes we are and uh, if possible and safety allows maybe he should travel around outside assam and other states and get us some ground reports so do continue to contribute because such reports cost money his you know going there coming back staying and we have to make sure he has a vehicle to himself he has if he needs to run he can quickly get in and run because it is very violent there i'll just give the context of this huge fire that happened in delhi uh, last week and it was pretty horrific uh, there were several children who died it happened at night right what time did the fire break out 5 in the morning 5 in the morning early oh, morning so it was early morning and uh, the I mean, yeah. And Around the, that time, they're saying. And the, these things that went in the fire brigades, only one of the fire brigades could actually reach anywhere close to it. Because it's a tiny lane where the building is. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, and there have been uh, stories of, you know, local people. One, I don't know where I read the story of this. In these times, this guy, he knew he was going to die because he was trapped in the fire. He called up um, his friend and said, just watch out for Indian my family. Indian Express. Had friend uh, his brother he called and said yeah too. so no this was a he's a Muslim guy who was dying and he called this other guy who was a Hindu it was the other yeah. way around one of them so I thought it was, and that guy was interviewed says yes I'll take care of his family but um, what was really um, tragic about this uh, this whole fire which was in Anaj Mandi and specifically the death count now is 46 and okay. 16 injured and it was actually on Sunday it was on the weekend and 150 firefighters you know battled the flames and 50 fire engines took 4 hours to douse the blaze and it could have actually spread and that area has and it says less than 24 hours before the blaze a fire broke out on the fourth floor of a similar illegal factory now once this happened of course the blame game started and uh, gautam gambhir uh, who i think is the biggest i mean we have tough competition but i def- i genuinely think he is the biggest buffoon to be elected into parliament because the kind of stuff he says like you remember when he said that i have to make a living for my family why why will i attend parliament i would rather do eat like, jalebis i mean <laughs> are you even thinking what you're saying is there a filter he's like an idiot he's he's clearly an idiot and then here he went and said will the delhi government answer of course let someone remind you the mcd comes yeah. under you and they give the permissions but stories like this is there any way to cover them that leads to impact because when it comes to parliament you know when it comes to bills news coverage does lead to impact i mean we have seen that you know the people start going soft on bill or the whole janlokpal bill was only introduced because of media pressure but these kind of things no amount of media story because that date was on every channel i remember in the morning it was till till evening it was live wall to wall on every channel but what can news do in cases like this it doesn't lead to anything does it No that's because mostly these people are poor and powerless 
so few people care about them and the coverage is also not about the people like i was saying that a story we published by anu meha that's about the people how it impacts them how their lives are so precarious that this guys the person who we have featured in that story his wages for the last week were due on that very day when the fire started because the owner ran away it was an illegal factory so he didn't have wages he didn't have anything to eat he wanted to go back home he didn't have money to buy a train ticket so what are the lives of these people and there are apparently 7000 such illegal uh, factories in delhi and people in those factories are migrant workers mostly even children like some 12 13 years old who have to work from 10 in the morning to 1 at night sleep where they work eat where they work and at night they are locked in this person says we were locked in the building the caretaker would lock the door why because the people who are the residents of the area didn't want all these migrants on the streets at night because right. they were wary of them and all that so these are poor people who don't have any power in society who don't have any privilege in society and people don't care about them and the misfortune of these people is even if you follow the law say you follow the law and close these factories they're the first ones to be impacted you don't follow the law you don't follow the labor laws they're the first people to be impacted so they're so they get yeah. so they're screwed either way yeah yeah and and the very scary thing about this whole incident was and this is something i was wondering right from the beginning that why were they locked why because many of the reports said that they couldn't escape they were locked now it turns out in these areas this is what their life is like from 10 o'clock in the morning to 1 o'clock at the night they are sewing bags most of these bags are used by you know like if airtel organizes a marathon hmm. or it's a matter delivery guys deliver whatever uh, we order those bags so it goes to someone it goes to someone finally lands up with these guys they get earn about 30 rupees per bag 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock they are sewing bags and then they sleep there because they don't have the money so they use the factory as also their places to stay Now these guys at night are locked by a caretaker because the neighbors don't feel safe around migrants from UP and Bihar. So they actually tell these caretakers that you lock them. So if there's an emergency or if they need to go out, they need to call the caretaker to open the lock so that they could escape. So most of them couldn't escape that night because they were locked. That's because the neighborhood feels unsafe around these guys. And I thought, I mean, that is just. it's incredible it's to be that person also it's the problem is also with the building laws if you see that building the stairs inside i mean one person can barely walk up hmm. and the windows are so tiny you can't get out even through a window so this is right. like one problem after another problem after another and problem and children so the in, guy who's yeah. profiled in the story that anumaya has done he started doing this work when he was 14 yeah and he's been doing this for 10 years still have children I mean, you have brands now like Zara and Mango and all who are kind of looking into where their production chain finally lands up and who's, you know, really making the stuff for them. I think it's high time that brands in India also start really figuring out. I Maybe mean, it's we not their fault. Maybe we should also do because, but yeah, but it's good. I mean, I, I mean, I've never thought like when you told me, I wonder where our uh, media rumble bags come from. We should check next time we order who we give the order to. So there's to. a whole chain. So the company they give con. Subcontract, subcontract to somebody. Yeah, subcontract. That and then there's like an option on else, WhatsApp. That person gives to else, to yeah. somebody else, to somebody else, and to, these are like the lowest in the chain. Basically, it's like upward. Everything leads to Mukesh Bhai. Yeah. <laughs> Downward, everything leads to them. That. Yeah. L N T. L N T is controlled by who? Mukesh Bhai. Okay. Then. And they're then the people who actually do the work, and they benefit the least from it. The children who are employed in these factories, from their uh, payment, they take. Uh, they deduct five. rupees i think per week for lodging for mm. lodging for Can the older imagine? people who have put in lots of hours and years they get to stay for free but wow. because the buildings are so overcrowded that this person and his brother had to leave 
they had to pay like a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks for a different lodging because there were thirty people in like a room. And that's what size, made yeah. them live to tell yeah. the tale. Yeah. Uh, so one of the accused who is awaiting his death penalty in Tihar jail, uh, who raped and killed Jyoti Singh in Delhi, has said that in his mercy petition that I am in any case dying because of the pollution and the air, and the water, so I should not be hanged. Now, of course, it's very frivolous. It's extremely cocky and cheeky and insensitive of him for someone who has done something so horrible to try to be so you know clever by half by this. Uh, I don't know if it was his idea or it was his. It was lawyers. his lawyer who was interviewed by Arnab Goswami, and he's like, "You have to watch that." <laughs> बनेगीबेड Also, uh, sorry. On one point is also that if if a mundane point, the death penalty. If you give a death penalty to a say a rapist, he gets off easily. It's not a harsh enough punishment. Putting him in jail for life is a harsher punishment. Mm. And especially Indian jails. That's one thing which I couldn't understand. Like, and this was you saw in news debates also. Why do people equate living in jails as like it's equated as if they're living in luxury, 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 they're living in luxury. it's no and i think rape convicts are really badly treated they they have it really terrible in jails and we know that with this ram one of the convicts ram who committed suicide killed he killed or committed suicide they they go through rape in the con, in the prison that's supposed to be one of the things that is done to them so i yeah i don't understand why people also think like death penalty is the ultimate punishment in terms of pain also i would like to remind you all once again to check out atul series on ayodhya I'm sure you will really enjoy some of those interviews. I surely have. I've seen them. Also, uh, those of you who had contributed to our NL Sena project on the transport strike in Telangana, uh, you have probably seen. Uh, have two stories gone up or three? Yes, 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 two, two, two more are going up. So soon. a total of four reports were done. Pratik spent about five days there. He got some great reports out. Thank you to those who did contribute. It is because of people like you that Pratik can go spend five, six days and do. Solid ground reports and send them back. The total cost for that project was about two lakh twenty. We raised one lakh thirty-five. Thank you all, those of you contributed. It would be great if you guys could top it up with the remaining eighty-five or thousand bucks that's left, because then that will make sure that we can start another Nilsena project and then do some solid ground reports. Um, so yeah, those of you who've contributed, thank you. If you can just advice your friends and relatives and others to also contribute especially if you're from there then this report is relevant to you because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers are served thank you all of you who do subscribe appreciate it and for those of you who don't and are wondering how news gets to you usually a journalist or a reporter travels from one place to the other but either by air or by train or by car depending on where he or she is going they stay there for four or five days they go speak to several people dozens of them to figure out what is the allegation what is the story what is the report they eat three meals a day they sometimes have to drink water also if they have a bigger appetite they have to you know have a snack between those three meals often they don't even have three meals they just have one and uh guess what my daddy doesn't pay for that 
And guess what? Those of you who complain that news is shit. What the fuck are you doing about it? So yeah, on that hopeful note, reflect when you go to sleep at night and are bitching out news, and uh, how much have you contributed to making sure that news gets you accurate information? And from the story that Manisha recommended about those tribals who were gunned down, you didn't think that your contributing to news would be a life and death situation for anybody, would it? But when everybody does it, it is life and death. So think about that next time you hover over a subscribe button to any news organization and wonder, is it worth it? Think about if you were in that village of tribals, would accurate reporting be worth it? And once you answer that, you will answer whether subscribing to keep news independent free is worth it. On that note, do mail us at contact at newslaundry.com. I repeat, contact at newslaundry.com with your suggestions and feedback. You can leave your abuse on my Twitter timeline or Manisha's or Samrat's. And uh, for those of you who write, thank you so much. For those of you who subscribe, thank you so much. You keep me going. Thank you all for your support. It is, it is wonderful that there are some of you who support independent media. So until next time, bye-bye. All of you listening in, uh, the Chota Hafta, do subscribe so you can listen to the entire Hafta. We will see you again next week with the Hafta. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served and advertisers pay. Advertisers served. Thank you. Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.